What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. Hello and welcome, DC crossover followers. It is Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson for our Washington Redskins 2019 NFL Draft Special right here on the DC crossover. And I tell you, Ben, it's going to be fun. We got Steve Johnson from Let's Talk Skins and full press coverage on the phone line here soon to talk about the Washington Redskins in this 2019 draft. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We've got a, a bunch of different questions up here to talk about. But uh, overall, it's going to be fun to talk to uh, another Redskins insider to give us some insight of what he thinks the Redskins are possibly going to do here in 2019 in the draft. Well, yeah, and especially the fact that you have uh, Doug Williams doing his uh, pre-draft press conference, what was that, today, um, where he talked about the fact that um, you know, specifically that uh, trading for Case Keenum doesn't preclude the Redskins from drafting yeah. a quarterback. So, um, you know, that's the big question around that 15 pick is what are the skins going to do with that? So I think I, I'm definitely excited to hear kind of Steve's opinion on that. Um, we've heard a lot of different QB names thrown out there. We've seen polls. We've seen, you know, a lot of different stuff. Um, Dwayne Haskins' his name has been thrown out there a lot. Yeah. Uh, Will Greer. I mean, we'll, we'll see Haskins kind of. Haskins has been actually dropping down too. Exactly. Which saying. is why, and he's, I think he was even asked about, and he said Redskins would be a cool fit or something like that. Of course, um, it'd be a cool fit. You're getting a lot of money. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Williams has kind of said that the draft board isn't fully figured out yet, which is a little alarming. But it's more of that the fact that they hey, they got to you know put together because anytime when it comes to any sports draft, I mean you've got you know, 30 different plans on what's going to happen if this guy moves to there and this guy moves to there. Um, the likelihood of moving up, I think, has diminished a little bit. But another thing that about this week, and you see it on Twitter all the time uh, with the Redskins especially, is don't trust anything that you hear this week because yeah. you really don't know what's going to happen until Thursday um, and, and when the Redskins actually have that pick happen. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. We shall see the Washington Redskins 2019 draft special right here on the docket for the D.C. Cross. Right after our intro, we will have Steve Johnson on the line here for our special edition. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. 
We talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. And we welcome you back to the Washington Redskins 2019 NFL Draft Special right here with our special guest, Steve Johnson, right here from Let's Talk Skins and also from the Full Press Coverage Network. Steve, it's good to have you on the program, bud. It's going to be a long overdue interview slash discussion we got here. We try to get you on a bunch of times, but then obviously with our busy schedules, things just didn't pan out, but we're glad to have you on right here in crunch time for the NFL Draft, buddy. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on. I know it's been, you know, here and there. We have a lot of busy schedules, but I understand you guys are busy uh, guys. And uh, <laughs> over here at Let's Talk Redskins, it is it is pretty busy. We've kind of had like a little break, but, you know, we're going to be uh, doing a live show real quick. I just kind of want to shout out. We yeah. are doing a draft party on the 25th at the GOAT in Arlington, Virginia. We're also having a um, raffle for um, we are actually raising money for Abby's Army, which is kids with brain cancer. So right now, I think we're up to around $1,700 to $2,000. Nice. Um, and so we're having a $1 raffle. Um, if, you, if anybody wants to uh, click on the link, uh, I think it's open until 9 p.m. on draft day. And then we're also doing $10 wristbands for extended happy hour, which all proceeds go to Abby's Army as well. Well, there you go. I actually, That's awesome. I ha- actually had that. I was going to say that, but you already said it yourself. Yeah. So good job. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. That's well, there a great you go. cause. And yeah, for, real quick, Steve. So it, I guess, you know, as you said, the break is over. It's, it's you know, football time again. Is Are, are you and Chris excited for, you know, yet another? How, how long have you, for, first of all, how long have you guys been doing the show? Uh, actually, about a year. We actually started around our first show around draft time last year. And, you know, what's funny is we were sitting there, and I was like, man, me and Chris, me and him have been best friends for, like, you know, 10, 15 years. And we were like, we talk Redskins every day. And I was like, you know what? I just saw that JP and them kind of just started doing the video podcasting yeah. around last year. And I was like, man, this is a gold mine. Why don't we just get on the Internet, go live, and let's talk about what, exactly what we do every single day. And we start off with maybe five or six followers, and I think right now we're sitting about 1,800 followers in one year. Congratulations to you guys for, for building that, that following base and also having this whole entire draft day party, which we will, again, mention later in the show as well. Yes, sir. Um, but, again, definitely check out them on fullpresscoverage.com slash Redskins and also on Twitter at Let's Talk Redskins and also at FPC underscore Redskins as well. Again, we got Steve Johnson, the host of the Redskins talk show for full press coverage network on the line talking redskins draft special right here let's get into the first question here uh that we have on the docket here steve um you know we we had that move uh where it was kind of up in the air where people didn't really know what to think about with case keenum and uh and people said is this the long-term solution we never know what the redskins what they're thinking uh and we actually we should say we never know what they're thinking for the past two decades um but overall uh josh rosen has been in the news for the redskins for multiple weeks now uh and and people have actually started to heat up saying the redskins are the favorites to land josh rosen if he is on the market uh so what do you think about josh rosen do you think that uh he could actually be uh kind of you could say lord and savior basically or something like that of this franchise if somehow the redskins pull off a move so uh, the one thing that I've always talked about with Josh Rosen is, is I look back at his tape because me and the full press coverage guys talk and we're going back and forth. And I'm going to give a shout out to our man, Nate, for one of the writers for full press coverage because he has him and Ian, um, they've really opened my eyes about Josh. Because at first you look at his stats 
and you on Arizona, and you're like, ah, that doesn't really look too pretty. 11 yeah. touchdowns, 14 interceptions, but at the same time, you got to look at how much was he pressured. He was the most pressured per FPP, uh, PFF, I'm sorry, uh, the most pressured quarterback last year and was sacked 45 times. That was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So 14 interceptions to 11 touchdowns, that doesn't look too bad, especially when I was, I was talking to another guy, and he was like, oh, Josh Rosen, he doesn't look too good. And I was like, well, if you're handed the keys to a beat-up Honda, how do you expect, you know, to, to make, you know, how, how do you expect to race in any type of, uh, you know, uh, like an actual race? That doesn't make sense to me. So you can't really base it off of what, what his stats because, you know, obviously we all know if you look at a player, you can't just go solely off of stats. They, they do play a big part. But you got to look at the surrounding cast. And I think that he was literally handed absolutely nothing. David Johnson had a down year. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is probably their one and only good player on their team. All the rest of the guys, I believe, were 23 years and younger. I think they had the, they had the youngest receiving core in the NFL or close to. And so I looked back at his UCLA days, and, man, that guy was chucking the rock. The biggest thing that I look in Josh Rosen is that he has a gunslinger arm, kind of what Kirk had a little bit, but he, was, he wasn't scared to take that risk, and I like that in a quarterback. Um, I think that Alex is a very good game manager, but he was – I mean, me and Chris went to training camp, and we're talking about training camp, guys. This is practice, and it looked like he was still scared to throw the ball downfield. And it was like, man, this is practice. You get, this is where you need to get all the mistakes done and over with. But maybe if that wasn't his style, which doesn't make sense because the year before that, he was you know, the, the most accurate deep passer on, in Kansas City. So to me, I'd rather somebody who is young on a rookie contract you know, take chances, even though that sometimes it may not be the best chances. That's how you learn. And so me, I was a big, big supporter of Josh Rosen if we were actually able to actually get him. Do you think that as far as the, the, the chance of that happening, what would you kind of put percentage-wise as far as that sort of move? So recently I just saw, and this could be smoke and mirrors, so I have no idea. But yeah, you I can't was, trust I, anything this week, right? <laughs> right. No, this week I just saw that Arizona said they're not taking Kyler Murray at number one. Um, so that kind of threw me off because I'm going to be honest, right before I saw that, even though it might be smoke and mirrors, I was honestly looking at maybe a 50 to 60% chance. Because um, at the end of the day, we got to look at, I, I guess, what the Redskins have never been shy of doing what needs to be done to get the player that they want. You can always see it in RG3. I mean, granted, that was probably the biggest, most, the biggest mistake we've ever done with draft per se. But, you know, I think that they'll do whatever needs to be, you know, to get done to get their franchise quarterback. And I believe that he could fit in Jay Gruden's system very well, in my opinion. Yeah, I've heard the same thing that you just said about Kyle, Kyler Murray possibly not going to the Cardinals. But just like Ben even he even told me off air that he was hearing a lot of rumblings. Like, you can never trust what anyone's going to say because right. you're hearing things. I mean, look at Chicago trading up for Mitch Trubisky. No one ever thought about that. Uh, nope. you know, I mean, you have all these mock drafts with Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and all these other people out there, and, and no one's ever going to be completely on point. But that's why you do nope. the mock draft because it's what people's thoughts are, and everyone has different right. opinions. So right. when you're looking at this whole entire situation, um, off the Josh Rosen, topic let's say the skins don't take a quarterback in their first round pick and let's say they don't get rosen uh right. but they their, their plan is to build the defense or, or or build the offensive line or whatever it may be 
who are your favorite development QBs in the later rounds? Because you see guys out there uh, that are that are projected in the later rounds. Obviously, you know the first four probably off the board are going to be Murray, Haskins, Locke, and Jones. Uh, but you got guys like Ryan Finley who who have been uh, touted from NC State, Will Greer uh, right down the road from us, and Dove V, um, and even a guy uh, like Tyree Jackson from Buffalo. I've heard some decent things as well from him. So, what are your kind of guys that you could look for to possibly be uh, maybe a later round? development quarterback they sit on the bench kind of a Pat Mahomes type situation so the two I'm only going to bring up two because the, the two that I really followed the most and the two that I think that would fit in Jay Gruden's system and actually do well with the Redskins number one before the Redskins even had a hot buzz about Will Greer I loved Will Greer same, at, at, at West Virginia and and the fact is you know I've done so many mock drafts and I think the best opportunity if we were to do that would be to pair him with David Sills in later rounds as well I think that once you have that familiarity, you're only going to help him, you know, uh, help him in the system and help him with a familiar target as well. And David Sills is a six-five, you know, uh, wide receiver, so yeah. that could only be good. Uh, the other person that I, I, not many people talk about, but is Brett Rippin. So that's right, that's right. And so I think that the biggest thing with Brett Rippin is number one, he was in a smaller school. Um, I mean, Boise State's not really a smaller school, but not many people, you know, they don't really watch him as much, and so. As, as much as these bigger schools. So I was watching his tape, and that is probably the prototypical quarterback that Jay Gruden would love. On top of the, the name Rippon would, I mean, that would sell so many tickets immediately. And so to me, those two, I think, are the, are the best options if we were to go later round. Yeah, definitely. We're also seeing a guy like Trace McSorley, who me and Ben had, had covered back at Briarwoods High School. Uh, he's actually trying to be proven as a quarterback, and he actually was recruited to Vanderbilt uh, uh, down there before uh, the coach. Now I'm going mind blank on the coach's name. Uh, ba- before he went to Penn State, he was recruited down there to be a safety slash quarterback. He was actually recruited to be a safety first, and then they transfer. Or he actually proved himself to be a quarterback, and that's why he ended up being a quarterback at Penn State. He's also one to look out for as well to possibly be uh, somebody out there at the Redskins. We're looking for. They had Troy Apke last year from Penn State, so you never know. They're also looking for the Sunday Lions. So really, it's going to be something fun to see. Uh, what kind of decision they make because honestly I said it uh, you know when we got Case Keenum I was like please someone just punt this season and and try to get Jake <laughs> Fromm because I'm a huge Jake Fromm guy uh, right you know because I just think that especially watching QB1 on Netflix and uh, you know seeing him behind the scenes and he's an even keel guy likes to go out there and just hunt and play football and hang out that's the kind of guy I would want leading my franchise but who right. knows what they're going to do so nope. overall let's talk about needs now just as a whole uh, me and Ben talked about it off air, and uh, right now what we're looking at is left guard, so offensive line, and also offensive line depth because of the age coming with Trent Williams and whatnot. Then you got the DB situation, Josh Norman. You never know what's going to happen with him. He's getting up there in age. Quentin Dunbar was hurt last year. Uh, Stroman has, has and, and Adonis Alexander, he will come into his own as well, but those guys are later round picks. I'm a huge Virginia Tech fan, so I know how they play. Um, Absolutely. But overall, the last one we got to look at also is wide receiver, so so, I mean, what, what do you have on your big board that are major holes for the Redskins? And, and, and what do you think that your needs and your top three needs are going to be for this draft coming up? So the biggest one I'm going to say, and everyone's been kind of blindsided by it. And I'm going to say edge rusher. Um, True. We, right now, Preston Smith was gone as much as he didn't, you know, do like that pretty sack or he didn't. You got to look at pressure. 
that boy was in the backfield almost every single down, whether they were running the ball or, or, or rushing the passer. And Ryan Anderson right now, we got him in the second round of 2017's draft, but he isn't really coming to his own, in my opinion. Is he surrounded by a whole bunch of Bama boys that will kind of help him and develop him? Absolutely. I just don't think he's there quite yet. He's a very, very good run defender, but pass rushing is not his you know, forte because he's a bigger guy. Plus, on top of that, we use him as a fullback. And so I don't think you're going to have – now you got to find another full – I mean, this is not a big thing, but, you know, if we use them in those big packages on the goal line, you're not going to put your starting linebacker out there, yeah. you know, in case of, of injury. Um, but I think the biggest guy right there for me would be Brian Burns if we were to draft our biggest need and if he falls to us. I think the second one is wide receiver. Um, that is a glaring hole. Pretty self-explanatory, right? <laughs> absolutely. I think that we haven't even had anybody, you know, a number one receiver since Pierre Garçon and Sean Jackson. Um, and even so, even with them, you know, it was, they weren't like, you know, the biggest number one receivers, but they were getting it done. They both had, oh, both had 1,000 yard, rec- you know, uh, rec- uh, receiving years. So uh, I think a number one receiver in the first round, I don't think that's plausible in my opinion. I don't think that there's value at a number one receiver, um, but I think that there are guys that can be a number one receiver that we can find in the later rounds just because this draft is so deep in wide receiver. Um, and then the third one would obviously be offensive line. But I think that I would more so go, go towards offensive line depth more so than everyone scrambling for a guard. Um, do I think that we need a guard? Absolutely. You're going to need a guard. But I think that us bringing in Eric Flowers, um, you know, I'm not saying that that's the best option, but I think that's a very intriguing option because he was not as good as left, at left tackle or sometimes they put him at right tackle. Um, but I think that it, with his skill set abilities, guard might suit him better. And if we can plug him in and have a cheap option without using a draft pick on a starting guard, that's a win-win for the Redskins. And so depth is, in my opinion, is a more glaring hole than the actual left guard position just because I feel like you can plug almost anybody on, on, the, on the depth chart there. And again, guard and offensive line is really, really deep this year. So I believe that you can find somebody in the later rounds, but you don't need to spend a first round on, a, on, on all offensive linemen. Again, we've got Steve Johnson joining us, the host of Redskins Talk Show for the uh, Full full Press Coverage Network. Again, the website, fullpresscoverage.com, backslash Redskins, and then on Twitter, at Let's Talk Skins, and at FPC underscore Redskins. Well, Steve, let's say we give you the keys to the kingdom here, and you get to control this pick uh, on Thursday. Uh, Let's assume that they don't trade up or make any movement with it. Let's just say it stays at 15. Who would you go with if if we handed everything over to you, which I'm sure you'd love, uh, being yeah. in charge of everything? <laughs> Heck, you'd probably do a better job. Let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> but let's 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 kind of throw that scenario out there. Um, you know, let's look at your needs list. I mean, g- give us who you would pick and why. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. So I, at first, I was 100. percent I mean, I still am. But Brian Burns, for sure, hands down, no doubt about it. Um, but then the the idea of um, Dwayne Haskins falling at 15, it kind of intrigued me. I didn't really like him at first because I was like, man, if you think about it, Dwayne Haskins probably had top 10 best receiving core in the NCAA last year for sure. I mean, that was no doubt about it. He had a great receiving core. Um, and 
I'm not necessarily taking anything away from him, but when you have a, a better receiving core, it kind of covers up, you know, your flaws. But if he were to fall to us, I wouldn't be mad at it. But if it was me and Brian Burns is a top 10 talent for sure. And if he can fall to us at 15, I would take it for the fact of number one, again, I think our biggest glaring hole, I mean, besides the obvious at quarterback, but in my opinion, I can still think that we may, we might be able to roll with Case or, or or Colt for a year, and then maybe you look at next year's draft. I'm always I've always been telling people I'm a big believer in building your offense or defense around, and then getting a quarterback. Kind of what Kansas City did. Kansas City already had a stacked team, and then they just literally handed the keys to Pat Mahomes to a Ferrari. I mean, they had probably the top weapons in almost every category. And so I'm not taking anything away from Pat Mahomes because that's a, he is a different type of person. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm okay, I'm okay with not panicking for a quarterback. The problem with teams nowadays is when you panic for a quarterback, you are now taking your number one, your first-round pick away for anything else that you could possibly need when it comes to value. Because I always tell people when I draft and I do these mock drafts, I look at value first. And then BPA kind of goes in there, best player available. And then on top of that, you know, the, the subcategory is, you know, a need, obviously. You're not yeah. just going to pick up anybody. But, you know, I think that best player available and value comes very first. And if a, somebody drops to you, you jump on that opportunity. Or, if anything, kind of like what we did with Darius Geis, you know, trade back and you could possibly get the same person you wanted at 15. Yep. And get him again and then get some more picks. But for sure, at 15, I'm taking Brian Burns because that guy is a, I believe, in my opinion, this is just what I've seen, he fits the 3-4 defense. A lot of these guys that, you know, that everyone's saying, oh, what about uh, Farrell? What about Montez Sweat? Uh, what about all these top guys? Because obviously, you know, Josh Allen, Nick Boza, all these guys are not going to fall to 15. And if they do... <laughs> I, there must be something wrong with him. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that he's all around good, uh, the best player available and yeah. a need that we have. And he, and on top of that, he can play on the defensive line if we need to you know, do sub packages or anything like that. But Brian Burns, for sure, is at, at 15. I'm taking him. Yeah, the, the one thing that I'm looking at is the one reason we didn't put outside linebacker in our top three um, is because of the potential for John Allen, another guy that we covered here in Northern Virginia um, and uh, back in the day. And then also Deron Payne having his second year under his belt. Matt Ioannidis got locked up for an extension, so that's a big deal. So Absolutely. We, we also took into, a fact, uh, into, into, into factor here that uh, Landon Collins inside the box uh, and, and his, his type of style at the safety spot, um, that's yep. also going to be a big big factor. So we can, that was like our fourth or fifth type need. Um, yep. But we just want uh, a little bit more, at least we went a little bit more towards the offensive side with the line and see if they, we can get some more depth there with possible. I mean, Morgan Moses was pretty, pretty much hurt all the time, but yep. he was still playing. Yep. And then you have, yep. obviously, Trent's age and uh, Brandon Sheriff. He's coming off a big injury as well. So we were just looking at offensive and, and seeing if you know we can get AP and also Darius Geis some more help on that offensive line and see if we can get another mauler up there but you never know because obviously there's a lot of glaring holes you know so we'll have to see what happens but just like you mentioned about Darius Geis and trading back now 
Most people are going to say yes to this question. It might be an easy question. It might be a, a completely obvious question. But are right. you a fan of trading back in the draft and taking a chance, not just saying, hey, the guy that we want is there, but we don't think that maybe these next six teams will take him? Are you a fan of trading back, or do you think it's a little bit too risky to take that chance and not get the guy you want at that time? So obviously we all know the obvious answer to that is it all depends on the situation. Yeah. But with that, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always for looking towards the future and getting more picks and trying to, you know, fill in these holes. Because if we can get like another second or third rounder or even a fourth rounder that we don't have this year, I'm all for that. Because at the end of the day, I feel like certain positions are so deep this year that trading back is not really a big problem unless the value at 15 is like a no brainer as you know, like I was saying, Brian Burns or Dwayne Haskins or somehow Kyler Murray falls to 15 or anything like that. If there is a no sure, like a for sure pick at 15 taken, but if there's not, I, I'm not mad at it. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. When we, when the Darius guys, Darius guys, when that, when that trade happened and I was like, man, what are they doing? He's right there on the clock. What, you know, what are we doing here? And then when it happened and it, everything fell into place, all the chips fell into place, I was like, man, that was probably the smartest move we could have ever done. And we still got the guy we wanted. And to me, if they can pull that off, man, I, they might as well give Bruce, Bruce Allen an extension. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now, guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, right now, a guy that you had on your show, Lake Lewis, um, who, who I know as well, um, basically – he had a, a poll that had over 1,100 votes, and they said, what would you like to see the Redskins do in the upcoming NFL draft? And they had 55% or 54%, I should say, said select the best player available. We don't care who it is. Just select whoever is there. That's the best right. one available. And they obviously had draft QB, draft wide receiver, and draft for the defense as well as the other ones. But overall, man, uh, it's going to be a fun day as, as a whole um, because I'm, I'm always excited to see what the Redskins do because obviously uh, nowadays, it's, it, you know, we have first round picks instead of the RG three thing where we didn't have first round picks for a decade. It felt like uh, so right. we actually get to watch on the first day and enjoy it uh, sometimes. Uh, but overall, <laughs> man, um, if you want to give one more shout out uh, to your draft day special here, you got coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll let you have the floor and we'll sign off for the episode. Absolutely. Hey guys. So we are having a draft day party. We're going to start around eight, seven thirty, eight PM. Um, I'm going to get down there early set of everything, but the goat, has been generous to us. Um, it's in Arlington, Virginia. Um, if you go ahead and go on our, our at Let's Talk Skins Twitter page or our Facebook page at, uh, um, at Let's Talk Redskins, um, you will see the event um, and the address. Uh, we are actually putting all proceeds to Abby's Army. We have $10, <clears throat> excuse me, extended happy hour. That is from 8 to 9. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 9 to 10, I believe. I'm sorry. Um, and we have $10. Um, Extended happy hour, which all proceeds go to Abby's Army. Also, on our page, if you see it, we have a link for a $1 raffle. We have we have jerseys from Sean Taylor signatures, LeVar Arrington signatures. Um, we have a couple of uh, old-school player signatures. We have a Chris Thompson jersey signed. We have a whole bunch of memorabilia on that website. Only a dollar. You can buy as many tickets as you want to try to get that jersey or memorabilia. And then... Um, you know, and then around nine o'clock, I think ish, we're gonna um, announce the, the the winners of all the uh, stuff. And if you are not able to make it, we can send it to you. Um, and then, you know, we're gonna have fun at that draft day party, guys. Come along. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it's for a good cause too. So absolutely, definitely check them out there. 
Um, and that's that's going to be fun. No doubt about it. Again, it's going to be a fun day, Steve. Can't wait for it, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll have a chance to, to meet up here soon. But, again, we want to thank you come for, you for coming on. Thanks uh, for Chris for, uh, for, uh, for being your partner, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't Absolutely. able to come on, but we want to thank him as well. But, again, dude, uh, thanks for coming on. And we'll talk to you possibly after the draft and see, uh, see what comes and transpires here come Thursday. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. That is Steve Johnson of Let's Talk Skins and Full Press Coverage. I tell you, Ben, this is going to be a fun Thursday, dude, yeah. because we got some good information from Steve right there. He obviously knows his, his research. He does his homework. And uh, for talking Redskins throughout the year, uh, as he does, and being a little bit more plugged in than sometimes we are uh, because of his one niche that he's looking at, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely going to be uh, fun. And we got some good insight from him uh, from the research he did and, and some of his opinions that he believes the Redskins should do this draft. But it's going to be fun this Thursday, man, because yeah. it's always fun to, to tune into the big stage, the big lights. Yeah. And uh, now it's kind of more of a circus when people are like, I don't want to come to the draft and all that kind of crap. Who cares? We want to we, we want to watch you know their, hi- their little highlight reels they have for each player that goes and uh you know no one knew who Le- uh, Leighton Van Der Esch was for the Red for the Cowboys and now all of a sudden he's playing pretty damn good for Dallas so uh it's not good for us but you know no one knew who that guy was he plays in Boise Idaho yeah um, but overall it's gonna be fun uh fun night on Thursday yeah it's one of those things where anytime when it comes to these drafts you're gonna see guys that are really overhyped and then they come in the league and they don't do anything and you're gonna see guys that don't have a lot of name recognition and they they're able to yep. turn into solid players and for the Redskins this is an exciting time and this is an exciting pick that they have i mean a top 20 pick top 15 pick i mean those are legit uh players in that group there so we'll see what happens over the next couple days because at the end of the day they could still go trade a draft pick for josh rosen or they could uh move up they could move down i mean you don't know what's going to happen here over the next couple days till it happens so it's exciting yeah we are definitely counting down the days to see what they want to do with josh rosen if the cardinals are going to take kyler murray because at first we didn't think it was going to happen then we was a sure lock and now we don't know so it's definitely going to be something fun to see uh, only a couple days left until the 2019 nfl draft so that's the washington redskins 2019 draft special right here on the dc crossover again we want to thank steve johnson go check him and Chris Washington out, the host of the Redskins Talk Show for Full Press Coverage Network. Their Twitter is at Let's Talk Skins and at FPC underscore Redskins. Their website is fullpresscoverage.com backslash Redskins. Hail to the Redskins and happy NFL Draft Week, everybody. Let's say-